Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! Queered Ruptures The Politics of Anti-Radiation Maternalism in the TEPCO Nuclear Disaster Koktai and Hentai It is August 2018, and Ishikawa, Jiharu, and I are sitting down for tea in a herbalist cafe in Fukushima Prefecture. We're reflecting on a recent workshop I had organized with my friend N, a professionally trained dancer, for youth in the anti-radiation space Chihado organizes. Commenting on how N began her workshop with a short performance, Chihado says, Thinking normally, that kind of self-expression is something to be embarrassed of. Even if it's small, I think it would be nice to have a place that tells youth it's okay for them not to kill a part of themselves. That's why, when very little was emerging out of Fukushima Prefecture, the people who tried to take action were really a little hentai. This essay reflects on the significance of Chihara's description of herself and other women active in anti-radiation efforts as hentai. It reflects on the sense that Japanese mothers who take issue with nuclear reconstruction in late capitalist Japan are perverse and aberrant. Before our conversation, I experienced Chiharu as what Audre Lorde named as Dyke, a powerful and woman-oriented woman. Though white cisgender lesbian feminists at the time were theorizing the lesbian as a revolutionary rupture of dialectics situated firmly within Euro-American colonial gender, Lord was pointing at a different structure, temporality, positionality, and genealogy of insurgency. To be a black dyke in Lord's sense was, quote, aberrant in, quote, the white American common tongue, end quote. Instead of finding the dyke in white lesbian culture, Lord finds her in her mother, an Afro-diasporic woman who, quote, would rather have died than use that name, end quote. Lord finds her mother's power in a ruptured continuity from before the Middle Passage that appears, via Hortense Spillers, as, insur- as insurgency from the perspective of whiteness. Quote, Grenadians and Barbadians walk like African peoples. When I visited Grenada, I saw the root of my mother's powers walking through the streets. End quote. Being a dyke thus marks not a rupture in dialectical relations, but an already present otherwise existing in porous relationship to the institution of property and the racialized formations of sex and gender on which it depends. Around the time when Lord began her career as a poet, Japanese women were also thinking about the form that anti-imperialist women's liberation should take and what role Eros would have to play in it. 
Uman Ribu feminists or women's liberation feminists emerging out of the anti-imperialist movements of the Japanese New Left emphasize the historical centrality of the family system in Japanese imperialist ideology and how it continued to reproduce authoritarianism in the 1970s. By liberating sex from it, they could liberate the onna, the sexualized and base Japanese woman who shared an affinity with the colonized women of Asia. They could liberate this woman from the imbrications of male supremacy, imperialism, and capitalism. This meant creating relationalities that centered on pleasures for and with onna, that refused the logics of productivity, imperialism, and state control of reproduction. Amidst the trans-Pacific legacies of the onna and the dyke as those figures signifying the possibilities of women's liberation, Chiharu talked instead about the feeling of being hentai, a pervert or deviant, perhaps a queer. Like women from Umandibu, some of whom are active in the anti-nuclear movement, anti-radiation women play, pay careful attention to the politics of pleasure and radioactive contamination in what they refer to as the festival of nuclear reconstruction. When confronted with unspoken pressure to consume local produce as part of the state's, quote, support by eating, uh, end quote, program, they would sigh, it's tasty, but... When Japan won the bid for the Tokyo Olympics in 2013, Chihara wrote an opposing blog post stating, quote, Your joy is our sorrow, end quote. She received death threats and cyber attacks and eventually deleted the post. When she went to the police, they blamed her. Quote, the person who spoke with me said something like, I have to discipline your group for crime prevention. You're doing it with the knowledge that it could be dangerous, right? Isn't that worse? End quote. Chihara's exchange with the police occurred in the context of escalating fascism and the post-311 deployment of the discourse of Fuhyo Higai. As sociologist Aya Kimura has demonstrated, this discourse, translated as harmful rumor or reputational damage, frames women who take issue with government radiation standards and policies as irrational, hysterical, and ignorant, as well as sources of discrimination against the irradiated. Thus, acts that threaten power become, quote, discrimination, and the actual act of discrimination, the exposure of most of eastern Japan and the Pacific to arbitrarily regulated radioactive contamination, becomes, quote, love of hometown and, quote, correct knowledge, end quote. This discourse thus accomplishes a fascist inversion of violence that makes the harms of patriarchy, intimate violence, reproductive control, and irradiation all the more difficult to name, while recasting women experiencing harm as aggressors threatening the correct order. It nebulizes rays of violence into a normative, unnameable atmosphere one that legitimates acts of punishment that anti-irradiation women have experienced in intimate spaces, from family 
friends, and husbands. Hentai, in many ways, marks the feeling of being a dissenting subject in the dystopia of contemporary Japan, in which fascists can commandeer courts to remove memorials to the forced colonial laborers who built Japan's hydro dams, in which queers and disabled people don't deserve social existence because we, quote, lack productivity, end quote, in which only a few hundred protesters showed up to contest the emperor system when it made a spectacle of renewing itself in 2019. If fascism is the issue, then the organization of violence and disposability in Japan's nuclear reconstruction needs to be understood in relation to the logics of the Japanese emperor system, and in particular, the national polity, koktai. This logic remains alive in contemporary Japan in no small part because of the reorganization of its key institutions under American military occupation to make Japan a counter-revolutionary Cold War outpost of American empire and neo-colonial capital. The key concept of kokutai is that equality and peace are achieved through common subjection to Japanese racial purity and the sanctity of Japanese uh, imperial expansion personified by the emperor. Consequently, Koktai has genocidal implications. The Ministry of Education's Fundamentals of Our National Polity, published in 1937, outlines the imperial creation myth and Japan's supposedly unbroken history of, quote, martial spirit, end quote. It states, quote, it is a strife which has peace as its basis with a promise to raise and to develop, and it gives life to things through its strife. Here lies the martial spirit of our nation. War, in this sense, should be a thing for the bringing about of great harmony, that is, peace." End quote. It outlines the necropolitical engine of Japanese empire. War furthers Japanese life, and by extension, those targeted for a quote-unquote peaceful death in its name cannot be figured as living. Collective sacrifice always has unequal effects. We can sketch how Koktai apprehends the problem of irradiation by examining philosopher Yuki Miyamoto's work on atomic bomb victims. She argues that the irradiated or hibaksha woman is unrepresentable in the national logic of reproduction. Instead, unirradiated women must make irradiated men whole again. This gendered appropriation makes marriage discrimination against hibaksha women possible. Anxiety over the reproduction of healthy patrilineages allows patriarchs and in-laws to dismiss irradiated women as potential contaminants, unfit for their family lineage. Many hibaksha women rejected by husbands and patrilineages for this precise reason, often unable to hold regular jobs because of chronic illness, became day laborers in construction or domestic work. Some built the Hiroshima Peace Park as disposable laborers. 
only to have the exhibit about their experiences displaced to make way for atoms for peace propaganda, popularizing nuclear power. Meanwhile, the experiences of colonized Koreans, outcasts, Burakuming, and Nikkei atomic bomb victims were left out of nationalized nuclear history entirely, as post-war Japan reproduced the construction of Japanese gendered humanity through the systematic disenfranchisement of both former and current colonized subjects. This reorients our understanding of Fuhyo Higai not simply as misogynistic discourse, but as the reproduction of Koktai's devaluation of irradiated Japanese women and non-Japanese subjects through its heteropatriarchal prerogative. No mystery, then, why post-311 national quote-unquote rebirth or reproduction through nuclear reconstruction has relied so heavily on intimate and reproductive violence against women. In the Irradiated International, Diné scholar Lou Cornham posits a political formation arising out of both shared and ruptured experiences of irradiation that would move towards the undoing of the nation. Quote, I will myself to radiate outwards, to exceed the constraint of a national body, of a closed border body, to meld with a mutant consciousness and deform what deforms me. End quote. It's a, it's a move similar to the way M. Tai describes Kara Walker's work with silhouettes. Quote, I'm going to make myself an impediment to enlightenment. The obstruction of light will be my practice. End quote. Where can we locate those places where irradiated Japanese subjects are becoming with the irradiated international? What would it mean to deform the ways in which American and Japanese imperialism have conspired to consolidate capitalism's hold on the Asia-Pacific? Is there a way that hentai, as Chiharu used it, marks both an acceptance and a refusal of the ordering frame of normative Japanese sociality? How to incorporate and use hentai against the settler colonial conditions that make American nuclear imperialism possible? Hentai marks a provisional place. Anti-radiation spaces feel like shelters rather than kingdoms, contingent and under duress. How to take up the queer, but not, as Riley Snorton and Jin Harita Warren warn, as a structure of incorporation fueled by anti-black necropolitics. Is it too naive to hope for something like a portal? a place where the women might sink into the ground, melt into the doors while chopping cabbage from farmers in western Japan and soaking their feet in the Nervine Biwa leaf infusion Chihara gathered while on recuperation. How we would haunt the nuclear regulators and corporate executives and stock markets then. A curse on their value. More concretely, one thing I think would move from hentai towards dyke would be to situate the Japanese anti-irradiation movement 
and its aims within the frame of reproductive justice formulated by black and indigenous women in conversation with women from the global south. Biada Penatsosi, a longtime defender of indigenous reproductive rights from the Santa Clara Pueblo, has called for the implementation of radiation standards that account for intimate relationships with lands and future generations. Quote, reference man is only safe for white men, not anyone else, end quote. It could be powerful to insist on that together without letting the imbrication of Japanese and American imperialisms and settler colonialisms or the way heteropatriarchal institutions secure them out of sight. Rather than framing demands for redress through demands of, quote, citizens or even, quote, the people, what if we thought with Lou Cornum the demands of what deforms those things, moving with and like radiation, but never becoming it? Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.